What's going on, guys? My name is Tucker Bierman, owner and operator of Refine Talent Design. Here on the Refining Exchange podcast, we're going to discuss some of the pillars of leadership and how that impacts and plays a part in your faith, family, business, and your personal life. So let's get into it. All right, Jerry, heading into the second part to this series, Bearing Pain, Bear Pain. Love it. Um, you know, we talked about in the first episode what building trust looks like. Um, this is really, if that's 1A, this is 1B to leadership, to family, to fitness. When that pain comes on, what are you really made of? And, you know, we're both fired up listening to David Goggins right now. And he talks about seeking pain, which I love it without the explicits. He's, you know, if it's cold, I want it colder. If it's hot, I want it hotter. There's pain there. And what, you know, as leaders, it's our job to bear the pain, not of just ourselves, but of our entire team, family, et cetera. So kick us off with, I know you were going to talk about swimming specifically. Kick us yeah. off with your story of bearing pain and kind of how that's, how you think of that. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go back uh, a few years uh, to when I was, when I was in high school and I played tennis competitively. And as you were just talking about that, I was thinking about like some really weak moments that when you look at pain, there's physical pain. And then there's what we're going to spend a lot of time talking about today is endurance, right? Mental, mental pain. But when I was in, when I was in high school, I remember, I remember playing matches where, you know, if there were spectators and I was losing, I remember, and I'm 57 to put it in perspective. So a lot of years ago, you know, being, being 16, 17, 18, and realizing that, my gosh, I'm going to lose. And so I'm going to act like I don't care because I'd rather have spectators think that I don't care than to think that I'm not good enough. And, and I, I couldn't articulate that when I was 15, 16, and 17, but I've learned over the years, I was like, man, you know, from a physical stamp, like from a physical talent standpoint, a lot of times I was much better talent than my competitor and I would lose. And I, and I just couldn't understand it. It's like, how could this guy that is not as talented as I am beat me? And what, what I learned is they had more mental strength than I had. They were able to, going back to enduring pain, it's like they were able to endure mentally way beyond what I could endure. And I wish I would have learned that in my younger years, even though I had a great role model, my, my mom, really modeled a lot of this for me, which I'll, I'll talk about as well, but man, it's just, I was weak. I was just really weak as a young person. And so as I got older and, you know, the things that I read and just life is life happens to you, right? You're either going to get tougher from dealing, enduring life and enduring uh, life's issues, or you're going to get weaker. And so you watch, if you look around, I'm 57, there's a lot of people that melt away, right? They just they can't handle life's curveballs, and then I watch other guys that are like, "Damn, they look at what they look at what they did with adversity." And so, being somewhat of a student of that now, when I was fifty, my buddy Chuck Shoemaker posted on uh, Facebook like January first, seven years ago, that he was going to do a an Ironman, a seventy point three Ironman. And I've been a runner, right for decades. And so I thought, well, how hard could it be to add swimming and cycling? So I, unfortunately at the time, signed, I, I posted on him, Hey, congratulations. I'll sign up. I'll do it too. So it was the first Ironman was in, in July, Ohio, Ohio, 
Ironman was, so I had, I had seven months to train and I thought I'll learn how to bike and, and cycle and swim in seven months. So I posted on social media, Hey, Chuck, I'm with you. I'll do it too. So I went to the pool and it was not swimming. It was more like a controlled drown. Like I, I could, what, what I thought swimming was, was really me just trying to stay alive while I was in water, but like moving in a forward direction with any pace was like, you've got to be shitting me. This is hard. And so, I mean, one lap I'd be out of breath and it sucked, man. I was terrible at it. And I, at the same time, I was reading a book called Atomic Habits, which, you know, is one of the, my favorite books of all time now that I've probably binge. It's on Audible. Written, uh, written by another very wise, bald man. A very handsome guy. I waste, I waste, yeah, hair on handsome men. So, so yeah, so I read Atomic Habits and he suggested that you can take something that you hate, in my case, like swimming, and you could literally brainwash yourself to loving it. And so, you know how I get fanatical about this stuff, but I would literally go to the pool on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and despise swimming. But in my mind, I would, I would just go through this chant, you know, if I was swimming for 45 minutes or an hour, whatever is I would literally tell myself I'm becoming the type of person that loves to swim. I'm becoming the type of person that loves to swim. And I did it every Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And after a year, I actually realized, my gosh, I love swimming. And today, ironically enough, well, today, what day is today? Tuesday, yesterday. And, you know, I'm working remotely from Florida now. So I, I found an, an LA fitness down here in a sport. And I was at the pool yesterday at 5 a.m., got out at 7. I swam three plus miles for two hours and just loved it and can't wait to do it again tomorrow. So like for me, something happened, right? I went from, I went from the pain of hating it and sucking at it. Not that I'm a good swimmer now, but I actually love it. And so I think within there's some, right? Some of the lessons that are like, wow, you can actually take things that are really hard, the narratives you tell yourself, things that are, so if you look at business right now, any of your listeners, right? in the Wilmington area or greater Cincinnati area, any of our buddies that are leading businesses, think of something hard you're going through. And, you know, there's two ways to look at it. It's like, man, this, and sometimes it just sucks. It just like, this is really hard, which I know our next episode, we're going to talk about hope. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but man, Beermans do hard things, right? So, so part of that mantra of like, okay, we can, we can do hard things. And how do I, and, and as a leader, so I've owned a learning glass present day for what, 17 years and over 17 years, you're just going to face a lot of issues. And, you know, the first year I was in business, an issue would arise and I'd lose my shit. Right. I mean, I'd just be like, oh my God, the, you know, the sky's chicken little, right. The sky's falling. And then what you learn over the years is how to navigate hard stuff. And then that exact same thing happens today. And it's like, well, that's no big deal. We've dealt with that a million times. And so like within that are lessons. And, and I think for your listeners is like, you know, depending on your age, you've actually got a portfolio of lessons that you've actually, you have gone through hard stuff. You've actually built endurance. Think of, think of some areas that you were weak in my case, like, like swimming or in business, like giving candid, kind candor, right? Telling people, telling my team the truth when I didn't want to do it 17 years ago because I didn't want them to quit. It's like, man, I'm not going to tell them that they, they shit the bed because I don't want them to quit. And so then I'm like enabling poor behavior. And what I've had to learn over the years is the pain that, that, that uncomfortable conversation that you have with somebody is a gift if they, if they actually receive it, 
that that painful conversation is how they get better. And so it is a, it's a narrative you tell yourself. It's an endurance that you start to build and you've done it, right? You've done it and you just look at your life and hard stuff that you've gone through, that you've done it. And so then let's just be more intentional about it. That's good. Yeah. Well, and you got, yeah, as you're coaching and, and leading your team, right? It's, hey, let's lean into our learnings. That's something that I say a lot. It's like, hey, let's lean into such and such situation because, you know, you just gave a couple examples of your, your personal life. Well, bearing pain as it relates to having a staff, having family, et cetera, it's about, hey, how do I get them coached up when things do get tough, when there is pain? How do I get them to lean into that? We had a, a conversation in our morning meetings like, hey, we're, we're not going to get like, I'm preaching this message, but I guarantee you like, this is not going to have a hundred percent success rate. So one, can we get it right 90% of the time? And two, when the 10% happens, can we lean into that? And if we have to make some changes to this process, that process or whatever, or you personally, you know, how your customer services, how your, you know, sales approaches, whatever it may be, let's lean into it. And so you're trying to create that culture, right? You're trying to create the culture of leaning into that. The yeah. other the other piece I love to what you said is is going back to the very beginning of it is forming your own identity. Yeah. Man, you know, how many people do you end up being around that? And I say, I do not say this lightly because I've been in this place myself in seasons of life, but that are insecure, that struggle with self-confidence, a little bit of law, you know, they're lost for different reasons. And there's all kinds of levels of that. So I don't mean to, to yeah. kind of ball that together, but how do you reaffirm your identity? So for myself, it is like you said, it's self-talk. It is, you know, having a first, like going back to the building trust episodes, setting up little wins for myself. I'm going to run in the morning, regardless if it's 20 degrees, right? Dakota, my brother, uh, your yeah. other son is in fantastic shape, but he's a really hard worker. And he ran 35 miles this weekend when it was four degrees and there was five inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. He, yeah. he would, he said to himself, nobody yeah. else, right. He didn't announce it to the world. He said to himself, I'm going to run tomorrow, no matter what the temperature is and no matter how much snow's on the ground. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Right. Yeah. And so he affirmed to himself that he's this badass. he's tough willed, et cetera. So right? Our team, right? Certain situations, they may be a little bit insecure. They may be a little bit lost. We're trying, especially like new teammates. How do we affirm that? Kind of goes back to the same thing. Lean into your learnings. Hey, speaking self-affirmation to yourself. And if you can't do it for yourself, I'm going to do it for you, but I'm going to teach you how to do it for yourself. You need to walk into X, Y, and Z situation with a little bit more confidence. Yeah. And, and, you know, life, like, you know, we're talking about things that are important, but you know, when, when I, obviously I went through a divorce with your mom and, and I, I got with a buddy recently that went through a divorce and I asked him, I said, do you feel like you're, he's a young man too. He's your age-ish. And I said to him, Hey, do you feel, so I, I got, I, as God teed it up, I got with him. I didn't know I was scheduled to have lunch with him on the day that he finalized his divorce. And so I felt like it was a God thing. And I, I prayed, I was like, Lord, use me to speak some words of encouragement to him. And so I met with him and I said, Hey, do you feel tough? Like when, when people, if somebody were to, to describe you, Tucker is, would you feel like they would describe you as somebody that's tough? Like you're just, you're a tough dude, like just emotionally, mentally tough. And he said, 
God, no, not at all. No, they described me as kind and empathetic. And I said, um, I said, in 12 months, you're going to be effing tough. And he just looked at me and I said, you will be battle tested. Trust me. Like I've, I've had enough friends go through divorce that I tell them all the same thing is you will be on fire for 12 months. So, you know, if some of the listeners that have gone through a divorce, they know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, if you're about to go through a divorce, I would tell you as a friend is you will be on fire for 12 months and you cannot put the fire out. So when we talk about enduring pain or being tough, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. What it means is it doesn't last forever, right? So, but for the next 12 months, you can't accelerate it, right? You can't slow it down. You're going to be on fire. So there's life, when life happens, like there's times it knocks the wind out of you and you just need to sit for a season, for a day, right? You just need to sit and you need to heal. But at some point, you got to rise from the ashes, right? And be like, all right, by God, I am not done yet. And I think that's in the context of today's podcast is like, all right, so we're, we're learning a lot about the brain. Goggins is a freak, right? But if you listen to Huberman, who's brilliant with Goggins, that's a freaking animal, right? The guy's just insane. And, and watch, a, watch the YouTube video with Huberman, the neuroscientist, talking to Goggins about willpower and what they're discovering scientifically for your listeners is that there's a part of your brain that's on either side of your brain that's a muscle. I can't pronounce whatever it's called, but there's a, it's a muscle. And when you put it under a microscope, when you do hard things, like you and I cold plunge, when, when the water was 33 degrees the other day and Kevin Rains and I got in it, damn, it hurt. I mean, it, it wasn't funny. We weren't looking forward to it. It was painful. And there's, if you were to put my brain under a microscope, what you would have seen is the muscle being built because of the pain that I was going through. And so it's worth, it's worth your investigation because if that's, if, if it is a muscle, which I believe it is, right, Huberman, anyway, a lot of people are, are, are talking about this, the neuroscience piece of it and the muscle of this willpower is like, then you can actually increase your uh, threshold to deal with pain, right? You can, you can straight, if, if you're for the listeners, if you feel like you're not strong enough mentally to, to deal with pain and adversity, then the good news is just like your biceps or your lungs, right? You can, you can strengthen those, your legs, you're running, Dakota ran 35 miles, but he's a runner. He's in great shape. He just broke through a threshold of pain. But the good news for all of us is you can too. You can build, you can't go from running to the mailbox to running 35 miles, but you can go from running to the mailbox. I do this with high school kids all the time with our apprenticeship programs. You know, could you run to the mailbox? Yes. Could you run one lap on a track? Barely, but you could do it. All right. So then the next day, could you run a, a lap and a half? Yes. Could you run two laps the next day? Yes. Could you run three the day after that? Could you run four? Every high school student, Tucker, will say the same thing. Yes, I can build my stamina. I can, I can push through each sticking point of pain to the point where I could actually, if I chose to, I could run a marathon. The good news for us as leaders is whatever adversity you're facing in business, and you and I, 
we have brain dumps, right? Once a week that we're like, all right, what are some of the challenges you're facing? How are you, what, what's your plan of attack to deal with it short-term and to address it, to reduce the likelihood of it happening again, right? So we can learn and grow from this. Those are muscles that we can build. And if we, instead of saying, well, look what life threw me, you know, a curve again, it's like, man, the, the life just threw me a curve to build strength. And so I believe a guy told me this, not to over spiritualize. He said, there's nothing that Satan can do that God doesn't let him do. And so not to get too deep into this, but you know, sometimes you're, you're, sometimes you're cursing challenges and God's allowing it to happen for you to build some strength in an area that you're just, you're just not strong enough yet. And to finish that off, right. Preparing you for a season that may be upcoming. Right. So I can, I can think back to different seasons. 100%. 100%. Dang, I got, I've gotten fired from a job before, right? And I'm like, Rick, that sucked. That was yep. really hard. But it prepared me for my next phase of life, which is to be in this role, to be a leader, to be an entrepreneur, to, you know what I mean? To, to kind of step into that. So, and there's all kinds of other stuff without, like you said, getting too far into that and unpacking it completely. So, and that's really good. I, I, you know, I align with that. I also love the Huberman piece to that. I was, I was going to mention that too. The other piece to that is long periods of time, right? So I've got a guy right now who works for me and he's trying to cut some weight. And this is his third bout with trying to cut some weight over the past, maybe six months. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you get so fired up. You get so excited, you know, when you realize like, this is what you want. And then you last a week or two. Well, let, let, let's hit on this really quick for any of the people, like for me as well, like f food, you know, it has been a challenge. My, my relationship with food has not been healthy my entire life. So, you know, for those of us that have fluxed in our weight more than we want to, when do you binge? Like who's watching when you're, when you're binge eating, who's watching and what time of day is it? You're by yourself and it's late at night, right? I used to call that little pantry that Kel would store all the snacks, the devil's den, right? And, and everybody'd go to bed and I'd be in the devil's den and frick, I'm hungry. I want to eat a bag and I couldn't eat two chips. I eat the whole freaking bag. And so, and why do you do that is because you're weak because, because that's when I'm the most mentally weak. You can't defend yourself, right? And so if you think about those things with whether it's weight loss, or another reason that, you know, as a leader, don't make important decisions when you're all stressed out, right? When you're, if it's whack-a-mole, if you've got a lot of shit coming at you, you're in a season where a ton of things are coming at you, don't make important decisions, right? When you're in the midst of that, you've got to take some time, catch your breath, recalibrate, refresh, and make, when do you do your best work in the morning? Why do you do your best work in the morning? Because you're mentally alert, right? You're disciplined, you're disciplined in the morning. That's when I can concentrate the best, right? I don't binge eat when I first wake up. I would binge eat late at night, right? So it's, it's the same thing that works in your, in your leadership. Yeah, well, that's good. And, you know, to finish that, my part of that, which is, you know, hey, you got to get some accountability here. So whether that's me- yeah. Or somebody else, and you say this the best, it's giving someone permission to keep you accountable because when, you know, there's going to be days you don't want to do it and I, you gave me permission or you gave your spouse permission or whoever that may, that person may be. So I think that's a really good way to end it. The, the quote I had written down for, for bearing pain, 
comes from Max Dupree. He says, leaders should be able to stand alone, take the heat, bear the pain, tell the truth, and do what's right. And for, for bearing the pain, right, that's being present. It's a lot of the lessons that kind of we talked, that we were just speaking about. And, it, and it's being there. It's showing up every day. Just wanted to say thank you guys for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, got something from it, something tangible that you can take with you and apply right away. Um, We're looking forward to catching you on the next one.